We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Conservative. What I don't like about Washington is they're very nice to your face, and then they take a shiv or a machete, and they stab it in your back. I'm a Wall Street guy, and I'm more of a front-stabbing person, and, and I'd rather tell people directly how I feel about this. Nobody talk about politics. Like, don't say anything, you know. A marriage that's been through it all. She has filed for divorce over his naked political ambition. These are the views of a couple in love. A couple with children. A couple with differing opinions and perspectives a couple that survived he's kind of like an impetuous guy in in many ways that's great in some ways it's tough when you're married what leads them back to each other communication conversation and a realistic outlook on the world we live in your hosts anthony and deirdre scaramucci this is mooch and the missus hi mooch turn your mic on dork I'm I'm in my eighth day of keto. My wife is making fun of me. My friend Rob Taub is here, also making fun of me. I Neil, don't think the Rob keto's Traub. working. Neil, Rob Traub. Like, <laughs> Rob, Rob Traub, whatever your fucking name is. Now listen to me. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Neil. If you fucking make fun of me right now, you're getting your ass fired, okay? I just want to Stop it. What did I do so far? He's being so rude. He needs a Valium for the keto. For real. I I have that at home. I'm I'm craving carbs, okay? If you're out there, please send fudge to my office, okay? Fudge is not carbs. What are you talking about? It's, it's loaded sugar. with sugar and fat. It's got everything that you want. And oh a nice bagel, a lot That's of butter thing. on it. I would oh. want like a bowl a of like penne bag- vodka. He wants like <laughs> fudge. He a likes sugar. A toasted bagel right now would go wonders, okay? But you know what happened is I'd blow up like Veruca Salt in Willy Wonka, okay? I, I don't know how well this diet's working for you if I'm, you're this unhappy, I'm, Anthony. I'm, I know. I've lost eight pounds and I'm going on the Bill Maher show looking svelte. Look at the cheekbones. Look at the cheekbones. Isn't it svelte, oh. not svelte? Sh- sh- no, it's svelte. svelte. I think Anthony's Yiddish is coming out. So Rob I think so. Rob and I know each other for I would say minimum twenty five years. Exactly. Easily. easily. Since we're little kids. Newsmax columnist pundit. Since before I was born. A broker for core real estate, but you also do the radio show. Are you still doing the radio show? I do lots. I have like five income streams to maintain my my lifestyle. Writer, diabetes advocate. Yes, I have just uh, started a joint venture uh, with the American Heart Association and the American Diabetes Association called No Diabetes by Heart, and I'm an ambassador, as is Angela Bassett, but we're kind of on an embargo until we debut on Good Morning America at the end of September or the beginning of October. Okay, good. Awesome. But you you have a, uh, a lot to say about diet, health, exercise. And also big pharma slash big food, right? I mean, yeah, I do. We're uh, making ourselves fat, right? And the sugar lobby destroyed the country, right? They don't even put the amount of carbohydrates on a soda can exactly. as a result of the sugar lobby. And so that's the power margin. Now, look, the, the good news now is the NRA is effing bankrupt, so now you'll get some gun control laws because they can't feed these senators and congressmen anymore. But the sugar lobby went after the Obamas. And the Obama's back down. You remember the whole yes. story, right? People don't realize how powerful the sugar lobby is. And politicians, and I wrote an article about this for Newsmax, which was pharma is my friend. So why do so many politicians bash it? It's like in the 70s, we picked the oil companies. That's who the politicians went after. Big oil, they're evil. They never said that gas should be free. Uh, so why should our, our pharma, pharmacological prescriptions be free? We can't just pick a cut we can't pick an industry and do that it's unfair but we nobody talks about the sugar lobby because they're too powerful and what anthony just said is 
if you take 34 grams of sugar and you pile that on a plate and ask people if they'd put that in their food, they'd go, no, but that's what's in a can it's of actually Coke. actually disgusting. That's what's in Coke. That's what's in a, a bottle of Gatorade. Oh, my God. But again, on the label, when you look at the label, it'll say 34 grams, but it'll say recommended daily allowance. Eh, it won't tell you because... The Obamas wanted to put that on the can, and the sugar lobby kicked their asses in. So so what do we have here? We have special interests and lobbyists. I mean, the Boeing planes almost stayed in the air, okay? Boeing's a very powerful lobbyist. Almost stayed in the air. It was completely embarrassing to the point where they said, okay, probably don't want to kill any more people. We've got to ground the planes. So when is all this going to— I can see c- that Anthony's on fire today. I need carbohydrates. Let's just face it. I need bagels. When are we going to stop this stuff? Is um, it ever going to stop? I'm hitting or? an app right now and sending out for a pizza. <laughs> you are? Okay, good. When, when is this going to stop? That is a good question. I don't think any time in the near future because the lobbies are too powerful. It's just what our government has evolved into. And we were talking about this in the green room before when Neil and I were having a shrimp cocktail, caviar, uh, <laughs> no, no well, carbohydrates, primarily, primarily protein. Is Social media is affecting us dramatically, too, and it's hard to predict where we're going because it's such a new medium. But there are people that are resting control and power politically, like uh, AOC, that 30 years ago, if she was a, a new congressperson, she would be doing bupkis. No one would even know who she is. No. Right. But now she has a voice on a platform. I don't have time to go with three different names. We'll call her Cortez. Oh, gosh. No, he's getting crazier and crazier. We'll talk about him in a second. But, but so tied into the lobby, yeah. mass shootings. 252 incidents this year. We're into the first week of August. Uh, uh, 30 people dead last week. And you say what, Robert? I say my column in Newsmax is called Centrist Sentiment. So I'm not an ideologue, and I think I take a pretty logical approach. We have two sides that are blaming everybody except for assault weapons. I'm not hearing enough discussion about that right now talking about that it's Donald Trump's fault that he's <laughs> that he's doing that he's inciting racism okay. and and, and hate just, and he is I'm he's sorry. inciting hate we just have to say because we're talking about such a serious topic I don't want people to think that Rob was laughing and we're putting sound and that he just did something terrible yes he just walked over and squeeze my boob. I love boobs. He was trying to make me laugh over a serious subject. No, I wanted to see if he was able to keep his concentration. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. okay. I just wasn't sure what he was going to what he was going to do. Like cream puff to I'm going to tell my on. my ex wife Yolanda about no, this. Her and... boob looked like a cream puff to powdered sugar. I went over there. I'm having a keto problem right now. So let's get Go back ahead. on track okay, a second. Okay, what, my my father, who served served with distinction in World War II, referred to these kind of weapons as they should be military. Ordinance. Mm-hmm. That's what they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up next to a farm in a little town of Edison, New Jersey, next to the Woodbrook Dairy. And we used to go out with 22 rifles all the time and shoot at just about everything. And uh, I grew up around people that went hunting and owned handguns and uh, shotguns. And I, I have no problem with that and the right to bear arms, but not military ordinance. Mm-hmm. I just don't see a justification mm-hmm. for it. Agreed. With so- extra magazines what's the okay and and the lobbyists say it's our freedom and let somebody have a hundred rounds and shoot grapefruit fruit size holes into our children in schools it's that's our freedom yeah I, I another thing that i find ludicrous is when they say well we're going to use it to go deer hunting oh if you're going to eat some venison how are you going to do it when it has a when hole in gone, it the size of a bowling right, ball when it's in pieces on the floor well I don't know. I don't have any answers. I don't I don't think any of us have any answers about what the right thing to do is. But as a centrist, as a centrist, I think I'm pretty, you know, middle of the road with most things like common sense wise. There has to be something better than what we're doing right now. So we don't need military style guns with these bump stocks and all that stuff and these magazines of limitless bullets. And we need better screening of the people. Like the shooter in Dayton, he was a complete lunatic. Everybody who you asked who knew him, I know we could always be Monday morning quarterbacking, but 
He had like red flags like it was his job. He was banned from school and high school because he had a rape list and a kill list. And people are aware of, of that. So why can you go get a gun if you are not even allowed to go to your school for a month because you have a list of people you want to murder? So there's some in between here where we have to really screen people, really screen people. And there should be a wait. There should be a wait to get these things. And we need to know why you want them and what you're going to use them for. Well, uh, w- let me interrupt for a second, though. So why, we're the only country in the world, as far as I know, where you can amass a private arsenal like this kid had of assault weapons, of military ordnance. Okay, it would be bad enough if he owned a handgun or a shotgun or a rifle, but he owned military ordinance so how how and why are we the only country in the world where people have to go back to people that keep talking about the second amendment and that's when that was written when muskets were the thing so you have to adjust to the times i agree like it's not yes everybody is entitled to protect themselves and all of that stuff but we don't need to have these type of weapons when they wrote that it was it was not a threat like it is now. It's not someone can't go into a bar and kill, uh, you know, nine people with a musket because you have to reload and you have to do all these things. And it takes not like the, 15 minutes to reload the old muskets. Right. So that's that's what everyone's missing. That's why I get so pissed about the Second Amendment thing, because that was so long ago. We have to really get with the times and uh, adjust ourselves and like, you know, comport and conform ourselves to what we have available to us today. And it's not the same thing. So when people tout the Second Amendment, I'm like, yes, I understand that, but. And that's my argument. And also, I think that we're just sloppy with who we give guns to. It's like someone told us a story. It was a, it was supposed to be funny, and it, it kind of is silly, but it's not funny. Um, somebody I know went to a Walmart in Georgia, went to buy um, a hunting rifle because he's a hunter, and he didn't bring his bifocals, so he checked off that he was like a criminal on the sheet that you fill out in the store. And they were like, oh, you checked this box. Are you really a criminal? And they're like, he said, no, I just forgot my glasses. So he was sent home for a day and then he went back the next day and he filled the freaking thing out again and he got the gun. Like, I don't know. I just don't think there's enough in place to make sure people are using it for things that make sense. Well, I, I'm glad you brought up Walmart because I did a it documentary. might have been a dicks. I don't want to uh, give Okay, you, well, let's talk about Walmart, like, right. though, because Walmart is one of the largest sellers of guns in the country. In 1990, I did a documentary on Walmart and Sam Walton, and we had access to shoot in Walmarts in Texas, which were 220,000 square feet. They were amazingly huge, and they had a whole gun section. And they would do, you know, you'd have somebody going press check on uh, the on the milk and press check on that Magnum, please. And you could buy one just as easily as you could buy a loaf of bread at right. that time. I don't know if the gun laws. This was in Dallas, Texas. Uh, the gun laws were very free there. You could buy a handgun very easily, and they were literally in display cases in Walmart. And uh, they're talking now. At least I heard it brought up on the news this morning that Walmart is going to be challenged to take guns out of their stores Mm -hmm. i think that they should be available but not that available i mean you don't need to go in and see it on display like you do a carvel cake you know it just doesn't need to be glorified um but anyway that's coming from me i know everybody has entitled to their own opinion but i just can't believe that i was saying to anthony that guy remember the shoe bomber in 2001 or yes. 2000 one person did that and we to this day take off our shoes every time we go into an airport there has been tons of these incidents so many people dead and we have done nothing so i'm just curious what what are we doing why would we take such action on things that are one-offs, but then repeated incidents. We That's a really ignore. good point, by the way, as Anthony takes copious take notes. What, you know, who, is Sarah Silverman, the comedian, He's filling out a shopping list over there. That, and I'm I saw not going to interrupt yeah, because right? the conversation He's is filling going out. I, I hear writing so diligently. No, I think it's like I, I, pizza. I have, I have comments. Mm. I want to ask right? questions of no, both of you. No, he's signing yes. his name number, over and over again. Question number one for Rob, and then question number two is for the lovely Deirdre. Yes. Mrs. Moosh. Question number one. Mrs. Moosh, Is the President of the United States, Donald J. Trump, responsible for any of this? I don't want to point a finger and say that he's responsible because it's too extreme. Does he promote hate and 
and anger? Yes, absolutely. But to say that he's directly responsible for a mass murder is just too much of an extreme statement, okay. and it creates further division. Okay, so we, we right. agree. Let me ask Deirdre a question. I agree a, with that. A group uh, over the weekend of radical Muslims citing and referencing ISIS go into a bar, kill nine people, or into a Walmart, kill 20 people, and 29 people are dead. What's the response from the president of the United States? Oh, he would be, he would be up in arms, and he would be, be a Muslim band. them. Yeah, and he would be saying terrible things. Okay, so he is, is a divider, not a uniter. Racist? Um, I don't think I don't know him personally well enough to tell somebody if he is or he isn't. I'm assuming that he's not, but. I think he's so self-absorbed and so self-centered that he knows that a lot of his base are. So he goes with that because he wants to be reelected because that's what happens when you become a politician. He ran on saying that he wasn't a politician, but now he is. So he plays to his base because if you didn't give a shit and you did everything that you said that you were going to do when you were running, which was I'm never going to be that guy, you would say you would disavow all of these things, white supremacy, hate, uh, violence, all of these things, and you wouldn't stir the pot. Like, if you're going after Elijah Cummings, you look like a racist now because you're not disavowing these white crazy people, but you're going to go after a, uh, a a black person um, on Twitter. Like, you have to... You have to think that there's something there, something to it, right? I don't. I am it. the least racist person <laughs> there is anywhere in the world. So you tell me, because you know him, what would be the I, rationale I, then? If I you're not gonna, that, I think that the narcissism now is so full blown that it's not racism because it's objectivism. Right. Well, we talked about okay. this. Yes, so he's you an, could be, you're an object, so he doesn't really care if you're black or white. He can, whether he can be used or not. Well, then That's how is that man yeah. going to be an effective leader? Anthony, being that you're a titan of industry, I am going to quote another titan of industry. No man will make a great leader who wants to do it all himself or to get all the credit for doing it. As I grow older, I pay less attention to what men say. I just watch what they do. Mm -hmm. Andrew Carnegie said that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's, that was a great autobiography. That's a very true or, statement. Arguably one of the best autobiographies of our time, you know, meaning modern era. Franklin, Benjamin Franklin and Andrew Carnegie, two great self-improvement books. But I, <laughs> self I agree. agree. Anthony's so, also, it really it no, nettles I, me that he's so well-read. You know, he's I, very well-read. Yes. I, I agree with those sentiments. And Reagan had a plaque, which I bought with the lovely wife Deirdre at the Reagan Library. He keeps using these like superlative adjectives. Were you groping her at the Reagan things. Library no, like you did but earlier? I tell you something. Though, probably I, was. I squeezed I mean, the right breast and all of a sudden you know, it was like, get some class. Look at her like, okay, oh my God. Never mind. <laughs> that was a sound bite. I was going to say something very. Would you like, say you squeezed no, I was gonna me say in the right very, moment? No, and what? I was going to say something very outrageous. It would have come I across ridiculously sexist. And then page six would be lighting me up like they did about my green pea testicles. What I was going to say is I squoze the left. Squoze? Squoze? How do you say it? Squeeze. I squeezed the left breast. Squeezed it in. And then she spat it out all this unbelievable <laughs> intellectualism. I'm just wondering if I squeezed the right breast, what what, what, what could come out? But sexually, anyway, a, a diatribe? Or? Let's just move on. But Hopefully but, not milk. But here's the thing I would tell you, okay? Yes. And the, the, even plaque, the Reagan plaque said, you can get anywhere you want in life as long as you don't care or get the credit. Trump's not like that. There are no co-stars in Trump's orbit. And, and anybody, that man takes credit for things that he actually yeah, has he, absolutely nothing to do with. No, so not only does sun. he take credit for what I, he does, but he takes credit but, for stuff that think, people <laughs> that have nothing to do with so him. So let with me them. go around the table here. Yeah. Then. So are people getting Trump fatigued? I can't yes. say they are. 1,000%. Even smart smart people are like, okay, this is gone too Even far now, people right? that were, okay. were like forever Trump are like, I can't. I got to take a break. I got to go. So we have a forever Trumper calling me 1130 last night. Can't say his name because it's not fair to him. No. Uh, no. Uh, unbelievable Trump fatigue. Uh, uh, you know, he's locked in. He doesn't know what to do, but he's no mas. Can't take it anymore. You've got people inside the cabinet, inside the cabinet that are like, how do I get off the ship? Is there any way out of the ship? And then they realize if they leave the cabinet, they can't leave the cabinet because then there's nobody to replace them and they have a duty to country. So I don't know. Is anybody like pointing this out to him? 
or, you know, he's tweeting about Kevin O'Leary and Jim Cramer today. I think they're smart guys, but they are ridiculously wrong on trade. Okay. Our, I agree. Our, our colleague, Andy Bozard, who was my first partner when I left Goldman Sachs, and your ex-wife was one of my partners at that company. Uh, we see this thing as classically trained capital allocators and analysts. What he's doing in the trade situation is an unmitigated disaster because he's creating three things that the capital markets don't like. Unintended consequences, lack of predictability and strategy, and an unforeseen outcome. Okay, all three things Bill Clinton would never do, even George Bush would never do, okay? And so he's doing that. I don't know why he's doing that. But, you know, he's doing you know what we call it. that so in now, Yiddish? Mishagas. Okay. It's yeah, craziness. Right. So right. now we're sitting here and you've got the entire world upside down and you've got the supply chain frozen and you've got growth now slowing and he's going to ruin the economic miracle that he created. So I don't know. Whatever. He can do whatever he wants. God bless him. Um, in some ways, I'm very frustrated by it because he had the opportunity to do things in an amazing way. Um, but I just want to tie up the gun thing, go back to that a second, and then turn it over to my Is wife because she has some questions for Is this a new thing with Keto You Stand for the podcast? I have to stand right now, Do we, baby, we get you one He's of been placing his desks? hands in a, a, a no, lot more been, questionable places been, than your breasts, too. Oh, no. No, I've been adjusting Nobody my pants. Okay, you're getting your hands in your Tal, my pants are finally fitting. <laughs> oh, I see. So your pants are fitting. My pants are fitting from all the keto. Do you have an Italian tailor? I, I do. This is a uh, Armani suit. Yeah. Okay, I've heard of Mr. Giorgio Armani. I got a. It's a rented suit. I got to bring it back at five p.m. But let's not. <laughs> I thought he only wore custom suits let's with the beautiful linings that, the that I remember. Oh yeah, well that, that's a custom Brioni. No, it's it's a custom Armani. It's well, a I mean, Giorgio Armani, Armani. It's whatever. A, yeah, yeah, Giorgio himself cut it's it. It's a lovely. It's a lovely garment. All right, but 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 anyway, here's what I would say. Well, shut up. Can I say something? The gun lobby okay. is toasted. You're yes. going to get a gun control law. Go ahead. Now you can say whatever you want. No, I was going to say that Neil just sent out something on Instagram and I didn't make the story, so maybe he doesn't like my outfit. What did you send that on Instagram? It was just you and Rob. Oh, the story? The you know what? I think you look great. Thank you. Well, I have a I'll radio face and Anthony's very pretty, but you're you're beautiful. Thank you, Rob. So, okay, now I feel uh, hey, better. My, you don't have to send, you don't have to I have put a me tattoo in the... on my ass that says exit only. So just <laughs> oh, go easy geez. on me, okay, Rob? Just ah. go easy. My oh. mother used to have a crush on him. And I'm going, oh. Mom, I'm if you're in heaven ass. and looking down on this stud, you don't like him anymore. She what are you did? Yes. Yeah, so oh, she's like, he's so beautiful. God, yeah. that's so hilarious. Shirley Taub had a massive Shirley. crash on. When did she on, pass away? You don't even tell me this. Which was quite a long time ago. Anthony. Oh my God, I would have thought okay. her left and right. Nonstop. I, actually, I believe you sent she sent a lovely basket of flowers. Anthony, of okay. course, did. I, I, yes. I, I didn't even, I'm terrible. He's always I'm, the first I'm, and the biggest, really, the a, a lovely gift. Big. Yes. Yeah, he does that big. He does births no, and deaths you. big. Yeah, you got to move. You got to move quickly on births and deaths because you lets people know that you love them. My mother had a massive crush on him. He came to our apartment once, and she was like, "Oh my God, what a beautiful that man!" That is so oh, yeah. funny. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Ew. Can we talk more about? She was quelling. She was quelling over him. He was so cute. I'm quelling. Oi, this Anthony Scaramucci. Okay. <laughs> Back, back to the serious stuff. All right, I'm going to stay on keto. I, I, your, I digress. What is the skin Mom. product that I use? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, baby. You had to say something. You wanted to say something. No, I wanted to say how Neil dissed me and didn't put me in the story, so I was wondering if maybe he didn't like okay, my Okay, don't, don't blame me for the digression. Floral. Where are we going? Let's get back right. on track. Let's go back it? to you. You've got this amazing life. You've interviewed celebrities. You write about things. You are a thriller expert. Mm. I want to talk about some of the, your favorite books, but I want to go first to all-time favorite person that you've ever interviewed and why. Well, next to Anthony Scaramucci, <laughs> uh, I, I actually, I like Tony Robbins very much, and I, there have been so many. Yeah, Tony uh, Robbins is awesome. He was great. I love Tony. Uh, why do you he love kept him? banging on the table so loud that the, the entire break? studio was shaking, mm -hmm. and it sounded like Thor's hammer. Emulsioner, how do you pronounce that, yeah. Anthony? He probably yes. knows. Actually, I was talking to Neil in the green room while, while we were feasting on the caviar and shrimp about... <laughs> I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. Uncle Gary Vicon. He's one of the for the foremost expert in the world of art forgeries. 
and I'd gotten his book. I hadn't read the whole thing, but it's a guy who grew up in a small town in Minnesota with a population of like 200 people, and he's probably about my age in his early 60s. Uh, he's not as as fit or as handsome as I am, but he's, he's a very good-looking man. Anyway, he somehow got interested in art. He was reading like magazines like National Geographic, and he said, I, I want to get into art and culture, and he ended up running Baltimore's top museum, which I'm at a loss to name it, but he's become this foremost expert on forgeries, and he started explaining to me, walk through the Metropolitan Museum of Art, You're gonna a lot of the things you're going to see on the wall are forged. Stop. Yes, and I uh, just, it was a, one of these things where That's you think fascinating. the person that comes on the show is going to be like a throwaway interview, okay, i got to fill 20 minutes, and the guy takes up almost the whole show. Yeah, yeah. It was great. That's and like a diamond so in the rough. So you don't, you don't know. And uh, there are other times where you get one of your heroes to come on and, and they, they fall flat. don't say much. Yeah. And it's like you got to stab them to get a, a couple of words out. You don't, not every guest is like Anthony Scaramucci where he can talk just about anything. He can. He can discuss any subject. In Rob, fact, I'm going to need to like put a pin in his head after this. After thing. after Anthony was on my show door. once, no, he started quoting. Mooch in the he was quoting books by Steve hours. Berry. Distended or extended? Like, well, my belly was distended before the keto, <laughs> like, but now we're using, doing. Extended. I think he's stroking because of the keto. He's Steve like, Berry was a guest bagel. on my show, best-selling author, and I, I, when I told that to Anthony, Anthony started naming all of his books. And then a couple of days later, I get a FedEx box at my apartment of all of Steve's books and all kinds of memorabilia, all signed, not to Rob, to Anthony. Hey, please oh, get this to Anthony Scaramucci. Yeah. Yeah. He reads a lot. It's for real. Oh, Steve Berry is a legend because he has great thrillers, but he also understands history. And I have never read a <laughs> Steve book, Berry book, Steve Berry book, where I haven't learned something. The discussion between Andrew... the fictitious discussion between Andrew Carnegie and Franklin Roosevelt or the discussion of the Mormon religion or any of the different things that I've read in his books. I find the books to be fascinating. What about Brad Thor? Do you read his books? I do. I uh, don't These know if he was ever a guest out. on the show, but uh, we... Nerding out. We're nerding out? Right there. That's like candy. That's like uh, I love to read. Candy, Anthony candy. loves Daniel De Silva. I Daniel De Silva's good. I'm reading a really good book right now by David Baldacci. Oh, that's a he's he's memory great. man. The memory man. Oh now I got I got to pull it out of my my man purse. Uh, <laughs> one good deed by David Baldacci. Is it new? Number one New York Times bestselling author. Yes. Oh yeah, that just came out. I saw that in the airport. All right, so I got to read that. All right, Hilarious. So, so let me oh. let me ask you a question. Yes. Okay, I want to ask him a question. Oh, go ahead, you please. Ask the question. Go ahead. Let the because nobody ever talks to me normally. Beautiful dear dress. My kids don't anymore. No, so I want oh occasionally. I'll have my kids come over. Please, yes. Okay. I'd love to babysit. Oh, please. One of them jumped in the pool yesterday without us looking the two. Who's the anyway. one that gives the eyes that does the, oh, yeah, that's, the evil that's, eye? That's James, the two-year-old. <laughs> I love yeah, that. That's what an Italian that's unlike the malocchio. Yeah, he gives the malocchio to everybody. He gives the He's no joke. But um, yes, So I was going to ask you a question about, so you're, you're a pretty common sense, down the middle Yes. kind of guy. So do you get a lot of backlash? Because I am, and I get a lot of backlash. Like, yeah, yeah, I get attacked by both sides. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yes. So it's like people think there's something wrong with you if you're not extreme. Yeah, I made a joke last week during the debates on Twitter that I thought was pretty funny. I said that if after Bernie destroys the 1%, who's going to pay for everything free? And the next morning, I started getting bombarded by all my my oh left leading friends. Oh my God! They come friends. out of the woods. Yeah, and they and I won't name exactly who, but a very well known actor who I really like, and we're Twitter friends, said that I was gaslighting America. I don't think that that's true. I just wanted to be funny about it. And Bernie does want to give away everything for free, except he, his stuff. He demonizes he demonizes wealthy, demonizes people like Anthony and. I think that Anthony Scaramucci you know, yeah. should give me all of his money. Yeah. Uh, then I could buy another vacation house. We'll see. That's no the thing. No wonder no thong. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I said the same thing. Ironically, I tweeted something about Bernie Sanders. I said he was a hypocrite because he wants to give away everybody's money but his own. And I woke up the next morning and it was like I had said, I don't know what I had said. I don't even want to go there. But like attacked, attacked, attacked. I'm like, oh my God, it wasn't that big of a deal. But being in the middle is like a thing that's so it's such a unique place to be because everybody hates you well if, what's funny is i was thinking back to 
uh, one of my old college professors who I actually had on my radio show, Professor Marty Brownstein, now retired from Ithaca College, and he worked in Congress before he became a professor of political science. So he had a better perspective on the real world. He wasn't an ivory tower kind of professor. And remember the first day of my first political science class in college, and I got a political science degree, or politics as we called it, at Ithaca College, where Bob Iger went, so it's a good school. And uh, not everybody is as successful as Mr. Iger. But anyway, Marty said, who's the ultimate politician? Monty Hall because he was the host of Let's Make a Deal. And we seem to have forgotten that, that we have a system carefully built and structured and orchestrated on making deals and on compromise. And now we have ideologues on both sides who refuse to compromise on anything. So how is government going to function, Mr. Anthony Scaramucci? Well, let's let's just stop and call it for what it is, though. They do that for business reasons, right? It is a business model for these people, a.k.a. the swamp. And so what happens is, I can't agree with Trump on anything. I'm going to send out a form letter to ask you for $5. I hate Trump. I demonize Trump. Here's the form letter. Send me the $5. I can't agree with AOC or Pelosi on anything. They're demons. Send me $5. I'm Donald J. Trump. And this is what they do. And so they can't agree with each other because what they did was they gerrymandered all the enemies out of the district, and they're sitting hard right or hard left in their respective zones So what you could do, and remember this, we have not had a constitutional amendment since the 1960s. This is the longest period of time in U.S. history without a constitutional amendment. But if we had one constitutional amendment that said, okay, mandatory voting, just like they do in Australia, you're 21, you have an obligation to vote, you don't vote, it's a $5,000 fine, you'll get voter participation close to 100%. And then all of a sudden, normal people will have to show up at the voting booth, and they'll vote normal policies, and they will liquidate and dilute the extremes on both sides. That's my opinion, mm, and I'm sticking to it. a good idea. I haven't heard that one before. I like that. It's a good idea. You want another addendum to that constitution? Yes, amendment? please. I think it's very important as well, and a lot of people won't like this, and they'll light me up and yell at me. Yeah. You need a national service movement. It doesn't have to be the military. Uh, But like the state of Israel and other places around the world, you got to serve 18 to 24 months doing something for the government to live in this great country. And let me tell you what will happen. People from disparate parts of the country will recognize that they have more in common with each other than that what separates them. And one of the greatest things that happened to the United States at the end of the Second World War was mostly men. That's just the facts. But what happened was... He's people, looking at me like I'm no, going to be offended no, I'm just, or no, something. No, not that I'm you're going to be offended. But I mean, you know, there's people who are like <sighs> triggered political correct people. Not you, but I mean, we're probably talking to some of them on this podcast. But, but what ends up happening is the entire Congress, 85% of them were in the military. They had shared wartime experience. If you were in North Dakota, you may have been in the same battalion as somebody in Florida or Manhattan Island. And so what happened was you conjoined and you bonded and you got things done and you compromised. You did what Monty Hall said. So these people absolutely suck. I've never met people like this in my life. I thought that they sucked, but then I said, well, they got to be people, so they can't really suck that badly. Then I went down to Washington. I got my 11-day PhD in Washington scumbaggery. And I can tell you definitively that these are amoral people, and these are people that suck. And so unless you have a movement to root out and get rid of these people, uh, we're in a lot of trouble because you've got deficits mounting, infrastructure crumbling, education K through 12 crumbling, no industrial policy. And, you know, they're debating whether China's a strong economy or a weak economy. I take the middle part of it. I say that it's a little strong and it's a little weak, but let me tell you what they do have. Yes. Oh, yeah, they starve 60 million people in China. They don't care. They'll hold out, and they don't like losing face. So this could be a protracted nightmare for the U.S., for the for the globe, and it was totally unnecessary. You want, you want to hear how you could have done the tariffs? I'll give you 10 yes, seconds please. on it. Yes, please. I'm learning a lot here. Mr. President, here's what we're going to do. We're going to team up with the Europeans— That's 46% of the world's GDP, 650 million people. They have the same grievances that we have with the Chinese. Let's team up and we'll collectively bargain the Chinese. If that doesn't work, we'll signal to the 
business communities in Europe and United States a graduated tariff schedule that is very predictable for our nation's business leaders, large and small. So here's what we're going to do. China's not budging. No problem. We're going to excise you from the global markets, China. You guys go move into your own communities. And you're going to have a 2% increase in tariffs every three months for the first year, a 3% increase in tariffs every three months for the second year. And we'll get ourselves up. But now this sort of graduation and this predictability would allow business leaders, large and small, to allocate capital propitiously and to plan what's going to happen to their supply chain. But if you're doing tariff roulette, where one night on Twitter you're saying we're going to hit the Mexicans, and another night you're saying we're going to double up on the Chinese, people have no idea what's going to happen. And that lack of predictability is causing commotion in the markets and a slowdown in investment capital. Well, what would Donald Trump say to all I'm that? He lost me at propitiously? Uh, no, Donald Trump would say that I'm a weenie and that I'm a big baby. And Don't be I, rude. All, all I care about is the uh, my stock market portfolio, and he has to put a hurt on these people to save America, and the trading imbalances have lasted for too long, and this is the way we got to well, do it. Why is he so completely intractable about this? Well, I guess he's completely intractable about everything, but does anybody try to speak to him as a voice of reason that could possibly get through to him in this regard? Well, well, I don't think he really listens. No, he doesn't listen to anybody. You could talk to him until you're blue in the face, but I think no, it's like, wow, well, sounds like Charlie yeah, Brown. His attitude is, I'm 73 years old. I was a reality television star, a business mogul, a billionaire. I've had businesses all over. I've crashed and burned and rose again. I went from being a reality television star to the American presidency in 17 months, slayed all these people. What could you possibly tell me that I could learn from? And the answer is, in my mind, nothing. I have a very big, good brain, and it's a very stable, genius-like brain. And so what could you possibly tell me? I'm an extremely stable genius. Yeah. So, so, so How does he uh, feel about the keto diet? Oh, well, clearly oh my God. does clearly not even not know it exists. Key. He he's might clearly. be a candidate for oh it, my actually. God. Well, I, I, I think he's sexually deprived, though. Just I am a young, vibrant a, man. Wow, I didn't know it was this kind of show. A, oh, yeah. Tell me more. Oh, my God. He should have been here last week. Holy cow. Okay. I think it's a national, international tragedy that he's got no poo-tang. In the last two and a half years. Okay, so wait a minute. No, I have something in common with Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God! You seem I'm a lot more too. okay with it. You got a little bit of poutine. You'd be in a better mood. The same no way. No collusion. I, same way. I'm leaving this podcast and getting a bagel. I I'm deprived as well, so I can share something with Donald. You we can have a you camaraderie. Don't look as deprived as Donald. No. Oh, I, you don't. I have a deprived. wild imagination, at least. <laughs> <laughs> He is a sick puppy. Oh, we know that. I am a sick puppy, yes, but it's okay. (laughs) Oh, my God. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right. So, Wait, I want to ask Rob something. Yes. So what made you tweet at Madonna about breakfast the other day or oh, something? Oh, you know, Was that I just had random? this thing with Madonna for... I really actually like her because... When I was doing my show for ABC called Where's the Party many years ago, I this is before emails, I sent Madonna a fax oh asking gosh. her to be on a live television show on ABC. And uh, I said that Jesus, Muhammad, and Buddha are unavailable on Labor Day. You immediately sprang to mind. Uh, the president of ABC told me that you'll never appear on my show, so since he's wrong about everything else... I expect to hear from you immediately. And I, of course, got a pretty quick response. And then uh, we had some back and forth, and I uh, read the notes on the air, and, and it was pretty funny. But my father's business partner at the time had a son 
who had autism and he loved Madonna and I told her about it and she sent him so many nice things and autographed albums and I just found her to be a real mensch and I kind of got a kick oh, wow. out of her. that's surprising. And I so, thought she was like the ice queen of the century. I don't, she has not responded to my many tweets. I'm glad you've noticed them. I, I, I even tweeted to the tweet of God and said, could you check on Madonna because they think she's upset. I offered to take her to lunch last week. She, she hasn't responded. I'm, I'm a little upset with her. Maybe and she's, she's Jewish. She's I, probably, I thought you were. So I know. I'm right about Everyone that. Th- wait, isn't she also Italian? And people are thinking she's Ciccone. Jewish. She she's, has, yes, Sacone, uh, but she's taken on the Jewish religion, and she goes to the Kabbalah Center. Oh, that's across right. Across the I street from, from the Seafire Grill, where Stephen Hawking used to eat. And I did commercials for them and said, "If the smartest man in the world eats at your restaurant, the food must be good." <laughs> They have an excellent salmon. crab cake there, Anthony. That would probably really settle your stomach. Uh, I know, not as good as a hunting fish club. No? no, you can't. No, there's breadcrumbs. <laughs> of course, in it. it's there's got breadcrumbs in it. They don't satisfy Christ. you. Okay. Ripping I'm, ass. I'm depressed. <laughs> what? <laughs> what was that, Neil? What are you firing in there now? Neil, you want us to start talking about yeah. ass? Neil, is he you behaving know? like a jadrul? <laughs> Anthony said he was ripping ass on another podcast. Oh, I don't know what that um, was about. He's not paying attention to me no, and Deirdre. We're going to know. No, totally Rob, so let me just yeah. tell you. Yeah, basically, I'm such a good time, please. So 15 years his junior and put me through the mill. He still ignores me. Can you imagine? This is I my daily life. I ignore you. I do yeah. not ignore you. I talk I'm, to I'm, him and he's like I'm reading framing. these books that he's sending you. Like he reads, he's ignoring me. Does he I listen mean, to books on tape yes. or does he read more? What, or is it a Both. split? Both. Mm-hmm. If buy, we get a couple's massage, I mean, I might as well just be by myself because he goes on Audible. Well, what do you what do you want me to do during the couple's massage? Okay, I'm trying Fingered to suppress it. farting. The first thing I'm doing in a couple's massage. No, you gotta let it loose. That, then that's who you want to relax your stomach. Let's just talk about what happens in a couple's massage. And yeah. I've got the sphincter tightened up like it's a frog's ass. <laughs> and then what am I supposed to do? Talk? There's like music playing and shit like that. So I listen to a book tape. Is it depends bad? on what kind of hippie masseuse or masseur you, you know. Um, you know what bumps me out about my wife? Well, well I don't like when they talk she, to you when you get a massage. So at least he avoids that because he has headphones. She in. exposes everything, though. Okay, like I was, I fell asleep, did a little snoring, the sphincter released, and I, I blew. A I hole. expose everything. Oh, you, it's you okay. Farting is good. I, I blew a but hole in the sidewalls on the side smaller room. than chimps. <laughs> my dear yeah. friend, Doctor Jeffrey Paverman, who passed away last summer. Is one of my closest friends and a f- successful physician. He used to say, "If you walk, watch a horse like, and and one of the carriages in New York City, yeah, they and they're walking down the street. The, yeah. They just take a dump when they have to take a dump, right. and that's how well, humans Blasio, used to be. No, and now we we lock that. the sphincter like Anthony, and you're oh, well, the Blasio in pain. Wants, oh. The Blasio wants to <laughs> legalize human outside public defecation. No, he doesn't. I prefer doing it in the the smallest room in my house. Oh my god! Yeah, it's like it's like a it's like a First Amendment right to let lay cable on Fifth Avenue. Apparently, I see people shooting up now in front of the public library on Forty Second Street. That's disgusting. This place is turning into a dump. Speaking of dump, but he's going to be talk about the Blasio. He's going to be on Sean Hannity's show tonight at nine o'clock. I'm taping that. That's like pay per view type stuff. That's because he's like less than one percent in the polls. Can you be minus in the polls? Yes, like, he could. Can you be like, I'm minus 10% on the Blasio? Like, I don't even know. Anyway. What did we call that in math class? Negative numbers? Yeah. Binary Negative something? Negative integers. Uh, integers? So, integers. So yeah. you're, you're, were you an English major? I was a politics major. Politics I was major. Now, if you that. had been listening yeah, okay. to him before. I went to Ithaca College where Bob Iger also went. <laughs> we have the, the he, Rob Taub powder room that I this. donated and then the Bob Iger like, gymnasium. I, I asked. I, I, he was probably somebody. Could have been Anthony went to Tufts major. where my daughter Sarah also attended. Yeah. She did. Yes. You know what happens when people ask me where I went to school and I tell them they go, oh. And then I'm like. <laughs> well, where, where did you go? I went to University of Buffalo. Well, and it's I'm a like, very good school. No, but the weird thing is, is when people say they went to University of Albany, they don't get that same reaction, and it's still a SUNY school. And I'm like, or I don't know why Buffalo. Whenever I say that, people look at me like, okay, whatever. It's bizarre. Maybe maybe I'm projecting me, me my time, own insecurity. Me time it's a good school. My headphones don't work. We have an excellent me, state me, school me, system me, in me New time York. Is a good, I mean, look at what it pumped out. I'm amazing. Megan Kelly went to Albany. <laughs> maybe that's why it's getting all of the attention. Maybe or my brother, Keith. 
my headphones. Well, yeah, you know, we can't all go to places like Harvard. I couldn't it afford it. It wasn't that I wasn't smart enough. It doesn't mean that my Anthony Scaramucci is better than I, we are. I went to Harvard, but I couldn't afford so. it. I hustled the whole way. Um, anyway. Right, so let, me, let me ask you something, yes. okay? The Democratic Socialist Convention... Oh, did you watch those videos? over the gender pronoun usages. So what should we do? Like, like the, I think they've left out history because, like... It's his story. Wait till the feminazis get a hold of that, right? They yes. don't even realize they're going with this and that and the other thing. And you got to say people kind or woman kind. Maybe we could say we story. What about his story? What are we doing there? Turn my mic on. University. I, I actually heard that, that back that. in the old days that. when I went to college, uh, which was forty plus years ago, that we had women who were feminists saying it should be her story, and uh, oh, then that gosh. died out a little bit. It's just a little, ugh. but I mean, what do you it, make of the whole pronoun usage thing? Can't think. I I think it's just jibber jabber that we don't need right now. There's so many other important issues like starving people and real problems and a madman in the White House, and we're worried about how somebody Mass addresses shootings. us. Mass shootings. Yeah, homelessness. It uh, comes down to the else? egoism and the self-centeredness of millennials. That there, I, I see people who sign their emails now. You know, he, his, them, whatever. I, I, I'm, so I'm this not is, even I must hip be to this. Like, okay, so I'm really not hip to this because I watched the video about this conference and I'm like, what are they talking about standing up saying, hi, I'm Deirdre Scaramucci, she, her. I'm like, what the fuck? What is that? And now I realize- I would just say- wreck that because I would be like, hi, I'm Rob. I'd be like a Jerry Lewis thing. He, him, humphing, hey, he, ho, <laughs> hi. I don't, it's, I'm, you know, I'm me. I don't what, what is it drawing matter? there? What? Anthony's drawing, drawing like the like universe or something. It's a pizza. It's a no, target, I, I a bullseye. Wanna, I, I know people can't see it on the podcast, but I'm visualizing <laughs> for you guys what's happening right now. See, the T uh-huh. in the middle is Trump. See that? And the inner circle of people. Uh-huh, those concentric and the, circles. And the outer circle are now done with Trump. Okay, I just want everybody to understand that. So, meaning the Joe Scarboroughs and the Democrats... They were done with him, 6, 8, 12, 24. Joe Scarborough helped get him elected. I, I understand that, but now he's anti-Trump yes, now. But I'm saying, in other words, there's waves of anti-Trumpism. So the outer circle, that would be Democrats and never-Trumpers like Bill Crystal, Joe Scarborough, they're out here. But here's what's going on, and people should really pay attention to this, okay? The inner circle is leaving, too. So what's weird is there's a middle circle. Those are the people that are showing up at the rallies. And those are the people like Jim Cramer and Kevin O'Leary on TV today that Trump's tweeting out celebration that they don't really understand what he's doing and they're praising him. They haven't got the memo that the inner circle is like, okay, how do I get off the sinking ship? You see what I'm saying? Yes. Now, the weird thing about this whole thing, he still may win re-election. That's what I was about to ask you. Because the things that he's got going for him are the Democrats. Now, there's one person that can certainly beat him. That's Donald J. Trump. But these Democrats, you got 20 of them. They're shooting at each other left and right. And I'm going to tell people this. Aggregate the 20 in terms of their fundraising. They almost match the president. And so that tells you that the fervor is there, but you are diffusing the fervor to beat the guy. And you're probably going to put up a socialist and America's not ready for socialists. But but I just want everybody to understand, like, the guys that didn't get the memo are in the outer rim. The inner rim is done with the guy, trust me. They're completely done with the guy. They just don't know how to say it, and they don't know where to say it, and they're afraid to say it. But isn't that the irony of our country now, that we have a man who should be the most beatable candidate of all time, and the Democratic Party has such stratification and no unification whatsoever. They don't you have, have a people candidate pr- that can pr- beat them that I can Calling see. for a utopia like Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren where, that will lead us to dystopia. And they, they can't unify to beat an incompetent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's also about being self-centered. Yes. Even though they're older and they're not millennials, they're still all about themselves they're living in a bubble in a vacuum yeah. are you surprised trump wasn't primaried by any principled republican i wrote something that went kind of viral like a year ago uh, that romney should primary trump and it made so much sense and but he's uh, so i wrote boring. it for newsmax 
and he can't. Keep yeah, but up we with... need somebody that's calm and boring. No, and but the fact the fact of the matter is, we, we do need that. I'm not saying that we need all of this ruckus and all this hype all the time, but I'm just saying that someone of that personality, uh, what's profile, is not going to be able to beat him just because of the pure. Mud wrestling situation that goes I on with him. I think that it's what the American public wants right now. It's like I was asked recently on a television show on a panel, not who my favorite candidate would be, but who do I think could beat Trump? And I immediately answered Biden, just because he's got this folksy manner. And yes, he may be too old and there may be other qualifications or disqualifications, but it's what, because Anthony was talking about, people are trumped out. I forgot the exact phraseology that you used. Trump. Fatigue. Trump fatigue syndrome. And and so we need something that's just more like a a calming. I would love that. A a calming presence. I think Anthony should run for president. Yes. I should run for president? Well, I mean, you'd be great. You're smart and you're. Don't you not, think he should stay where he is? Yeah, yeah. If I could be a, a speechwriter, I would never have to work because oh. he would just write all, make oh my God, all his own, own speeches extemporaneously. Exactly. Who well, let me ask you this, okay? Let's, I mean, no one's going to primary him. I couldn't run as a Democrat. How would I run as a Democrat? They, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't accept me because mm-hmm. of my former Trump support. So how could I run as an independent? Mm-hmm. You're yeah. going to run as an independent? No, I mean... How about he mayor would never of New be York? able to beat him, but because he's just this like fixture now. But you're smarter than him. You're hotter than him. You're nicer than him. Your stomach is growling. That was me. I'm, I'm sorry. That came out I'm of nowhere. I didn't even have time to hit my off wanna, I just want to let you know that I never <laughs> want this podcast to end. <laughs> Rob Tow's mom, Mayor Soul, rest in peace, at the hots for me. And my wife, right now, I think I'm going to get some sexy time later. Keep going, baby. Can we talk about sex at some point? Yeah. Yeah, keep going. Keep going, baby. And so I'm somebody going. who's been deprived for like 16 years. I oh, think. we got to get some. Dude, we dude get I had some. no idea. We got to get on that. You look nice and svelte. You're, you know, you're type 2 diabetes. I'm working on it. I thought I'm... you were like, okay. I thought you were getting some action. Well, no. you know, it's when I'm alone with myself, okay. I don't know how far we can go Hopefully his kids won't so listen it's... to this. So if they don't listen to anything right, so, I do or say. Okay, so, they'll jump Robert, out the window. We, we, we yes. wrap this thing up. With oh, like a we're few wrapped fun already. Things. Jeez, I'm having so much fun. We have an hour is, that we, it goes fast. We're, we're yeah. blasting at each other. There's a man in Belgium that has sat on a toilet for nearly five days in a bid to set the world record. I, only thing yeah, I but can he, think he bro- of is he the, didn't break the record. He got off the bowl. He didn't break the. And did he blow a gasket or like a hemorrhoid or something like that? I mean, well, is he, I mean, is he I right does really, he have like grooves in his butt? That's what I'm saying. I think it's a very point? uncomfortable thing to sit on for like five days. I could never do that. He was allowed five minutes off every hour to, to use allow the bathroom. himself to sleep. To use <laughs> no, the, that's the irony of the whole thing. The thing he was on wasn't plugged in, so he had to go use the bathroom. All right, I've got a great quote. I don't want to digress too much, but just want to ask. How long does it take you to drop a deuce? It depends if I'm reading or not. That's where I, I no, and, and if I'm engrossed. Like you know, you you know, you're home. Like me, the best deuce is when I'm like home and nobody's five me. minutes to twenty minutes. Usually. Five to twenty minutes. Okay, so you've got hemorrhoids. Depends. No, it, no, just, no. I like to just, read. No, I'm Jewish. Just, the bathroom is an important place right, for us. But I mean, you you know, you, you're creating a lot of pressurization of the. No, low, I don't. I I use a stool potty? softeners. Oh, stool softeners. Oh, yeah. Ducalax and bullets. I have everything. Your husband farted in his mouth. There's a great line from a French playwright about a bad review that he received, and he said, I am in the smallest room in my house. I have your review in front of me to a playwright. Soon it will be behind me. I bet Anthony probably knows who said that. I don't. I'd Say it again. I have your review in front of me. I'm in the smallest room in my house. Soon it will be behind me. He was going to wipe his butt with the bad oh, review. With the review of oh, his play. Some sophisticates said that. No, no, it was a, it was a French playwright. Something no. Gore Vidal would say, yeah. yes. Yeah, that sounds like a Gore Vidal quote. But, all right, so the point being is that we're a bunch of crazy people because why would somebody spend 165 hours on the ball? You I don't know. know. The same I mean, reason that with someone because he knows that Anthony Scaramucci would be talking about him. and they couldn't focus at a conference, and he identified as he his. He's talking. He's being talked about on the Mooch <laughs> no? and the Misses show. That's why he did. Is it. that the reason why he's on the Much and the Misses show with he's Rob the, Traub? The, the Much and the Misses show, uh, and this is sponsored. To you no, by just the so bagels. you guys know, yeah. Anthony is on this new thing called Cameo. 
So now not only is he ignoring me for books, he's ignoring me to record these videos for random strangers. And so we're walking along and he's like, hi, Carolina. Yeah, this is the mooch. I'm, I'm like, who the hell is he talking to? He's like I'm recording. I'm on Cameo.com now. I, I, I mean, you know, I just on. want to get a picture Saying of the Malocchio kid. This is Jonah Yolanda. <laughs> Happy birthday. And I'm like, cornudo, cornudo. I'll send it to you. I'm, no, I'm, wait. The Mar- Malocchio goes like this. Cornudo is to block off the yeah, Don't horns, be putting man. the fucking horns in my face. What are you doing? Cornudo. You can't That's do that. I mean, Italians get upset about that stuff. I, I, I grew up with a lot of Italians. So, oh, so, stop. I'm, you're not going to send your foot soldiers to kill me tonight. I, I got a Hungarian ex-wife. She'll Twitter accounts is Charlotte Coolidge. She's asking a question here. Mm-hmm. Do you have any comments on Mexico's plan to extradite the El Paso shooter and bring a lawsuit against the seller of the gun used in the shooting? What say Mrs. Mooch? Wait, let me read her thing because That's I wasn't listening. No, I was... Any comments on the Mexico plan to extradite the El Paso shooter? All right, so I'll, I'll, oh, I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll is that a real... Is that, is, what you're going to have the answer oh, or the advertiser. No, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead. He's, go ahead. Anthony, go stop go measuring his waistline. He's back in the groove here So now. are you the entree Dragging or the appetizer the in my life? I'm the dessert, baby. Let me oh. I'm the dessert. Okay. okay. All right, so tell us, is that... Okay. I, um, is he simulating a breast grow? Yes. Oh. The Joe Biden. I love boobs. <laughs> and... Oh, that was last week. We had a comedian on. She had very large breast implanted boobs, and these two had a 20-minute conversation, which smart people like me and Neil, we bowed out of and listened intently. I understand. So, right, but go ahead. Since I'm engaging. No, but then he saw, told me that he saw Melania's boobs without the bra. I saw Melania's boobs. No, you asked me if I noticed her you nipples are fake exposed news. in the wet t-shirt contest. What did you want me to say? No, I, I wasn't going to say. Do they have like wet t-shirt concerts at the at the White no, House? No, but she just was, you know, <laughs> she, was, she had I the headlights going. Yeah. She had the headlights going. What do you want me to say? I didn't notice it. I'm not going to lie and say I didn't notice it. All right, but go ahead. What about and the And then El Paso I said shooter? we should, I wish men had something like that, like implants, like like testicle implants. They do have so a penile just implant that you can stare get. all day at you guys crotches. They do My have implants. Are a lot smaller than I James. haven't gotten one, but I do know about these things. Well, Wait. We had a guy on three just get weeks the ago penis who said pump, that like if Austin you have large Powers. balls, you're promiscuous. So I've admitted to everyone my testicles are like green peas. Okay, but let's go to the El Paso shooter. <laughs> That's an image okay. that I want to just exit from my brain. In <laughs> okay, especially if you haven't had sex recently. I don't want you thinking about that while you're... You can't unsee that. While you're doing things to yourself, uh, like God, nasty. oh my dear! Don't, don't you be know, thinking about look, my green peas. When I was growing <laughs> up, oh Anthony, and I'm not going to think about you. When I was growing up, they used to tell us that if you didn't want, if you wanted to perform effectively Exit and not only. finish too quickly, you should think about baseball. And then one oh, night, Anthony I, I thinks thought, about Mr. Met. I said, "I'll think Mr. about Met baseball." I shit. thought of Lenny Dykstra, and I've never been able to get excited no. again. Oh, oh my God, key, it ruined it for one you. One of the key no. things for my staying power. <laughs> Is thinking about Mr. <laughs> oh, jeez. No. Turn off my headphones. No. <laughs> I think of Mr. Met taking a crap, and it, like, for some reason, it yeah. calms everything down. Oh, right, I would say so. You know what's weird for me? That he's, like, around me, on top of me, thinking about Mr. Met taking a crap or no, something. No, I'm not. I'm over that. That was, like, a teenage thing. Where, oh. where are his hands right now? Oh, like my God. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a... Teenage thing when you had a hair trigger back then. Let's go back to the El Paso shooter. That's one commonality that we all shared. Oh, okay. Can you answer Charlotte Coolidge's uh, question? Do you have any comments on the Mexicans' plan to extradite the El Paso shooter? I don't have any comments on it because is that can that are they really going to do that? Well, I mean, there's a case being made that they have an extradition treaty with the United States, and um, you know, obviously, the United States wants to prosecute him, and he could be brought back to Mexico. For charges, and so I don't think the Department of Justice or the powers that be in Texas are going to allow that. See, but these are the and things that I when when people say, or even the president says, like, "Oh, we need to act quickly and swiftly, and death pen, penalty and all this stuff." These people don't care. They don't care if they die. It's just like the people that flew the plane into the buildings. They don't give a shit. So you're just doing something that doesn't even matter or resonate with them. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill you. Are you gonna have the death sentence? I don't care. I'm still gonna do it because they want to do it. It's not a deterrent. It's not a deterrent. You know what's more of a deterrent? Which I mean, I personally think the keto not, diet. Keto, 
But also not to give the person any fame or notoriety. Don't put their picture anywhere. Don't put their name anywhere. And then they won't do it. Like, that's a big ask in this media crazy oh, society but that's, we live so in. New, media, New Zealand has moved for that. New Zealand, you still don't know who committed that crime. And How big is church. New Zealand geographically? And what's their no, population? Right. Again, right. we're comparing, comparing apples and oranges you're, you're to this country. You're 1,000% right. Point taken. And uh, so you're 1,000% right. Um well, anyway, do you have any thoughts on that extradition and, and lawsuit? I don't. I just don't think it's going to happen. You know? No, and, that's what and, I'm saying. I don't so have any opinion because be I don't think obscure, it's real. But the Texas law and order in Texas being what it is, I just think it's very unlikely for it to happen. So, all right. Well, we're going to wrap up here in a second, but before we do, a couple more questions for me, if you don't mind. For the yes, Republic, please. Uh, the best book of the summer. I already reviewed it. It's A Dangerous Man by Robert Crace, and, and it's released today on and Is that book August about 6th. Anthony? And it's out today, A it's Dangerous so Man. It's so good. <laughs> in, in fact, my ex-wife, Yolanda, who a I still love man. dearly, and we spend more time together than we were married, Wait, so couldn't put it down. I need to know, how does that work? So do you guys... We like don't live under the same roof, and we don't really, you know... I, I'm not going to get into the, Monday, the details. Monday doesn't have sex with her anymore. Okay, but we're, was the sex we're good with pals. Her when you had it, though? I'm just curious because Yolanda's going to be sex listening. at some point? Yolanda, Yolanda's going to be I'm listening so to this afraid podcast. of her. Oh I've God. never been more was, frightened was of another human being. Was the sex good with her when you were having sex Wonderful. with her? Wonderful. Okay, Oops. that was like a disingenuous. Yes, yeah, so like uh, fireworks <laughs> going off. That was like a Trumpian statement. The best. It was so good, Anthony. It was the best in the world. Wait, so I'm just trying to... <laughs> I'm just like yes. fascinated by your relationship with her. I always have been. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like wondering, like, if this ever doesn't work, could we just be like every day we'll see each other, but we just don't live. Yolanda and sometimes. I talk like five times a day. I called her. Excuse I was on the way into the lobby thing? here. I'm like, yeah, I'm going in to see Anthony and Deirdre. She's like, okay, say hi to him. <laughs> yeah, she, and then she Riveting. goes, yeah, I didn't get to go. I didn't get to go to that dinner at Casa Lever last time you went. She's always very jealous about stuff like that. That, do you remember when John McEnroe yelled that, at you? Yeah, I remember that, yeah. We were too loud. So yeah, imagine that. when John McEnroe tells you like to keep the noise John down. John McEnroe yeah. out of all I don't people? Know why you were there. You don't even I remember. Even no, I was there. He stuck his head around. Yes, you don't remember. He stuck his head around from the other this booth. This like in 2011. Keep the noise down. He remembers everything. He's got a steel trap. It was 2011. I do. John McEnroe was like, keep the noise down. I'm like, we just got yelled at by John McEnroe. It's yeah. like okay. sort of weird. He's telling us about decorum. Think of the absurdity. And then he yelling at an umpire. I totally remember that. I was like, Throwing his like, stuff around. I was mildly embarrassed, and then I got over it. Okay, so you trying to get rid of me? You trying to Yolanda Yolanda eyes me? Yolanda <laughs> Vega eyes me? No, I was just saying if like you lose your Are mind we again have or collusion something. later. That's what I really care about. Right now. You look great. I just want to know. No collusion. Yes, we're we are home without our kids tonight. We're gonna have some collusion. Who's babysitting the kids? My mom. Oh, okay. And Yolanda. And our baby nurse. Not that Stacey. she's listening, but a Send big shout out to, to me Christina Yolanda for Alessi. We're going to her 40th birthday party tonight. Who? Oh, Christina Alessi. Those so. kids would come back after a weekend with Yolanda. They're like, "Please, mommy, daddy, we'll do whatever you say." Oh my, oh god. my gosh! Oh, like she made us work, and we had to clean. Hungarian Okay. Oh yeah, Hungarian. He really cannot sergeant. talk. Just saying. Yeah, I don't know. He's in stroking. a ketosis state. Oh, you want to know what really happened? Working you want to know what happened? Okay, I was having a keto-based <laughs> breakfast this morning, and I bit my tongue, and that's yes. why I'm having a little trouble moving it around in my mouth. Oh really? Okay, oh, okay. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, he's, but that's he's fine. heading towards something sexual there. I'm, right away. Yeah. Are you I'm, trying to say I'm now tongue that there was disabled <laughs> right now? And since you guys are not as politically correct as me, you're making fun of the tongue handicapped. It's fine. Blown. All right, but, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna I wasn't prepared for it was gonna Robert. be this kind of show. I would have brought oh, my it's A funny, game, right? right? No, you Robert. have to come back, Rob. You're Robert. hilarious. I come back. I have such Robert, a good me, time, Robert. Let me this say is this. Hysterical. I'm very lonely, you know. <laughs> let me say this. I don't last have a lot thing. of friends. <laughs> maybe <laughs> you'll meet like your maybe your mate, your future mate's listening. Do you have a sister? I don't. Oh, I have I brothers. Do. I know. Are they cute? Are they as pretty as Anthony? No. Okay. They're different, uh, more rugged. He's more, you know. No, I, I, I go for the more feminine type. Oh, you do? Yeah. I'm okay. looking, but I don't like face. I like women, okay? Anthony has a perfect nose and chiseled cheeks and everything like that. The best was, I'll never forget this, when our five-year-old son was like two, he just started learning to talk. He had an obsession with Superman. He had this book, and... It was Superman's face, and it was like perfectly chiseled and everything. And he was so, you know, innocent and everything. And he used to say, "That's Daddy." 
And I would say, yeah. I'm, I'm having the best podcast ever. Neil, listen to me. Next week, you're playing this podcast. You're doing well. I have so many okay, good Anthony stories. Podcast, we could do like a best podcast. of. I could tell you so many great stories right? about him. Oh, oh, yeah. We're going to do that. Yeah. Rob, but we're living life for, in full. For so that the is the end of the year, we're going to have, have a good time. Yes. Have a good time. For the end of the year, we're going to have a, a best of Anthony's stories Sexual we should space. bring Yolanda on the show, and she could tell some stories her? about it. Yolanda was at war with me for like eighteen months. Remember? That? Yeah, but so you know, you you build bridges too after you burn no, them down. No, I don't care. I never. I don't hold any grudges. I mean, Kelly fired me in the White House. We're hanging out together. I'm Even I'm afraid of Yolanda. When I was running, no, um, she was mad at me for like eighteen investor months. Investor relations <laughs> at Skybridge. When she would call about her account, I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" I used to put somebody else on the phone. Did, did she get tough with you? Oh my god! Yeah, but then I warmed her up. She likes me now. But yeah, she, she it's it's think, just like know, being maybe. it's not a conversation, just, it's an interrogation. Before, it is, it was. Where are you going? What are you doing? This podcast <laughs> go into the ether. I just want to give a shout out to Yolanda Tarosi. Your ex husband said the sex with you was wonderful. Okay, just want to make sure that if oh, and Andy Bozart, if you're listening I, to this, I know you have a barf bag somewhere near your Rolls Royce, <laughs> and you're just letting the great poupon go right now into that a barf bag. But I've Yolanda, the plane, sex with you was wonderful. Out of your vagina, you're going to worry about it. And we're going to leave it at that. And we say thank you to the very handsome and rugged looking uh, Rob, Rob Taub. Taub. Right, thank you Rob so Taub. much. I really had a great God time. God bless. Mooch Amazing. Is out. See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday, which means a lot of different things. <laughs> See you next Tuesday. The signature departure from Mooch and the Misses. Bye. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.